What is good, guys? It is another episode of the Rolling Stoner podcast. I'm your host, Luke Rolling. How is everyone doing today? It is a new day. It is a new week. It is a new chapter of a new era of all of our lives. I've gone through a lot of change recently, but I'm still... I'm still looking at the bright side. I'm taking it in strife. You know, things are good. I'm keeping my chin up high. And I'm looking forward to the future. I'm very opportunistic. You know, when a lot of change happens in one day and you think it might go to shit, you know, you think it might be something bad might be happening, you got to look on the bright side. Because there's always that nice little silver lining in any shitty situation. Like, I can guarantee you, I'm sure... That the view from the planes on 9-11 were phenomenal up until a certain point. And that's just the one bright side I can pick out of that shit fire of a day. But moving on to recent events, let's focus on you know some new, new occurrences, new news. Uh, that's always a positive thing, you know. Uh, Governor Andrew Cuomo has sexually harassed 11 women in violation of state and federal laws. Nice. You know, I remember when everyone was like a fan of Cuomo. You know, they all like praised him because he was like really big on following the COVID guidelines in the beginning of the pandemic. You know, he was like, everyone's just got to stay inside. You got to quarantine and put on your damn mask. That was him. You know, he was a big rule follower. He was really, guys, you got to follow the rules, all right? And now he's just going and sexually harassing women, you know, just raping bitches left and right. (laughs) Put on your damn gag. (laughs) Uh, New York City will will require proof of vaccination for indoor dining, gyms, and entertainment. So when you and your friends are out on the night going to the bars in New York City, while you're also providing your fake IDs, you might as well also provide your fake vaccination cards. Because who still has them? Like, even if you got vaccinated, I don't know where mine is. I think I lost mine in my girlfriend's car. I don't know. Or maybe the Uber. Maybe I burnt mine. I don't know. Sometimes you black out and you do some weird shit. I don't have a draft card to burn, so I might burn my Vax card. That's like the, the new 21st century thing. A police officer died after being stabbed during an attack at a metro station outside the Pentagon yesterday. The suspect was shot and killed at the scene. You know, that's some pretty shitty security for the Pentagon. You know, like a police officer, you know, just random guy trying to serve and protect the community, gets stabbed by a motherfucker, and... Yeah, sure, that motherfucker gets shot and killed, but by then it's already too late. You know, the innocence is already killed. Um, And why was he trying? Why was he stabbed? Was he protecting the Pentagon or was he just minding his own business? I think he was minding his own business since it was outside of a train station. And then Activision's Blizzard, uh, it's like that gaming company that created World of Warcraft and... um, Oh, what's that other one? Fuck. Totally forgetting it now. It's the one with the chimpanzee that has, like, the bodysuit. Then there's, like, that character that all the fanboys like. Ah, it'll come to me later. But they're really big on World of Warcraft. Uh, anyway, Activision Blizzard's president left the firm amid fallout from a California lawsuit accusing the public gaming company of fostering a culture of sexism and harassment. That might be worse than Cuomo. I mean, like, if you're if you're a woman just trying to like do your job in the office, what would you rather be sexually harassed by? A politician or a gamer? Both are, you know, uninvited. That's obviously why it's harassment. But I don't know. I would like politician, he's old, but he's got money. But he's definitely gross, and his dick is definitely, like, really disgusting. And then the gamer, on the other hand, if he's in charge of, you know, if he's in charge of World of Warcraft, definitely has a lot of money still. But he's also very greasy. Like, the politician's definitely very dry, hasn't moisturized. Gamer's definitely the opposite end, very greasy, very oily. I don't know. That's like, 
what's the lesser of the evil? I couldn't tell you. Man. Shout out to women for having to deal with those problems. Because I would, I would sue someone if I had to deal with that. And then the U.S. leads the overall Olympic medal count with 79 medals, while China leads in gold with 32. So America's winning. I don't care what y'all have to say about gold or any of that, but America has the most, and everyone knows it is quantity over quality. That is the American dream. That is the American way. So we win. Go us. Yay. Anyway, I got a great episode for you guys. Very excited. We have, we're going to talk about the Memphis Pyramid. It is the giant, big, uh, giant silver pyramid on the side of the Mississippi River. It says Old Bass Pro Shop on the side of it. Very historic. A lot of fun facts about that. And then we also are going to interpret a couple rap verses with my friends Tavusti and Cam. And then after that, we're going to have a little debate about two very polarizing music genres country versus rap gonna see which is better so stay tuned it'll be a great time y'all just wait we'll kick this thing off have a good day (laughs) all right so the fun fact of the day (laughs) is uh we're talking about the bass pro shop in memphis tennessee (laughs) Do you know what I'm talking about? Yes. You know, the giant silver pyramid on the side of the river. Yeah, I know what you're talking about. It's very big. Yeah. Uh, so it was actually mis- it meant to be a historical landmark for the city of Memphis. No way. Kind of like how the St. Louis Arc has it, you know, that giant arch, St. Mm-hmm. Louis, Missouri. Yeah, it's like the only thing yeah, St. Louis Memphis kind of wanted to see that, they, so they wanted to copy that idea, but they just appropriated the culture of the Egyptians to be like, ah, we'll just... He's a pyramid. Yes. When in doubt, copy. Exactly. Uh, so, <laughs> but it's actually called the Memphis Pyramid, but it has other nicknames like the Bass Pro Pyramid, the Tomb of Doom, or just that ugly thing next to the river. <laughs> uh, it was opened in 1991 as a sports arena and event venue. It had 20,000 seats. It was 321 feet tall and uh, 98 meters tall for my international audience out there. Shout out, Miguel. And, uh, Shout out, Miguel. Yeah, dude. He's uh, from Spain. Hell yeah, Miguel. And then there's... Uh, the thing is 590 feet wide or 180 meters wide. That's a lot of feet. A lot of feet. Put a lot of people in there. The only problem was it was a horrible music venue um, because the acoustics were horrible. Apparently, triangles aren't a good shape for sounds. Mm. I don't think so. It's probably all just going to the point. Yeah. Who knows? And then it couldn't be used as a sports arena because Memphis doesn't really have a football team and there's, like, no sports teams that wanted to stay there. Not even the Grizzlies? Nah, the Grizzlies have another arena, which kind of It's looks... a lot better. Yeah. Honestly, it's just Memphis. <laughs> it's Memphis. <laughs> <laughs> the bars aren't too high. Yeah. Uh, so the... Uh, the giant pyramid was actually closed in 2004 and remained abandoned for 11 years until Bass Pro Shops bought it and the man who actually bought it and turned it into a Bass Pro Shop did it off of a bet when he was catfishing with his friends. That's kind of lit. Which is an amazing origin story. That is an amazing, that's like the best origin story you probably Bass get Pro from Shop. architecture. So in 2015, Bass Pro Shop officially opened a store inside the Memphis Pyramid. Was there an aquarium? And this place... It was, a, it was literally like a redneck mecca. It's beautiful. I've been there. I've, it has a 100-room hotel so that you could stay there overnight. It has a restaurant at the tippity-top of the pyramid where you have an amazing three-state view because it's right on the border of Memphis, so you can also see it's like Memphis. It's, so it's Tennessee, then Arkansas, and, Missouri, and uh, Mississippi, I believe. Okay. All lots of flat land, a lot of trees. It all kind of looks the exact same in every single direction, but it's still pretty cool. And then there's an aquarium where there's lots of bass and fish, trout. There was an aquarium. And then an archery range and a bowling alley. I had two strikes in that bowling alley. And then there's also. (laughs) I won. What you talking about? I beat my grandparents. And then there's also. (laughs) 
<laughs> there's an elevator that's just in the middle of this entire like have you you've been to a bass pro yes shop. bro so it all it looks like the outside but you're inside yeah and there's like dead animals it's really it's kind of like though. carcasses all over the place and then in the middle of that like redneck wonderland there's just this giant elevator that goes up and it's see-through and you kind of look like jesus when he was ascending to heaven but you're really just going to the restaurant how do you know what that looks like were you there no, but I'm like that's probably the closest thing you Honestly, can imagine. in a bass pro shop, <laughs> Jesus died for our sins in a bass pro shop. <laughs> and he just goes up in fluorescent lights above bass. And no, not fluorescent. LED, red. LED. <laughs> Strobe lights. <laughs> yeah, so I went there with my grandparents when I was seventeen. They were like, "Hey, Luke, you turned seventeen. That's a pretty big landmark. You're almost an adult." Uh, we want to take you on like a trip. Pick wherever you want to go. We'll take you there. And please don't tell me that's for you. And it's kind of a double-edged sword because one, I get to go wherever I want, but it's with my grandparents. So I didn't want to like ruin anything, like going to New Orleans with your grandparents. Honestly, that's pretty that. cool. So I was like, all right, what's a good middle ground where I would enjoy it and they would enjoy it? And I realized we both like Elvis. Oh. Graceland's in Memphis. And I was like, oh, that'd be pretty cool. So I was like, all right, let's go to Memphis. So we went, we stayed in the hotel in Graceland. It was really cool. I listened to Elvis nonstop for 48 hours. <coughs> Learned a lot about his life. Very interesting dude. Oh, yeah. I might, be, dude. I might do a fun fact of, of him another day. Teaser. But then the one thing my grandpa wanted to do. <laughs> was shoot the guns. This whole trip was go to the Bass Pro Shop. So we went and had lunch. And it was really cool. That sounds like a cool experience, honestly. Mm-hmm. I want to go there. That'd be kind of cool. Yeah. I'd get some carabiners, maybe a pocket knife. Mm-hmm. And then there was also like, uh, we went to fucking Bourbon. Not, is it Bourbon Street? No, that's in New Orleans. Whatever. That one street uh, for blue mu- blues music is blue. in Memphis. Okay. Sounds um, like something. I was walking in Memphis. I don't know. But insert soundtrack left. Yeah. Another I'll leave you with this fun fact about the Memphis Pyramid. So before it was a bass pro shop, it also was a hard rock cafe. Of course it was. <laughs> <laughs> and the owner of the hard rock cafe hid a crystal skull in the rafters of the pyramid. Uh, of course they did. That's kinda lit. <laughs> so if there's ever like a modern day Indiana Jones, yeah. that is where you should have his next adventure. You know, just imagine Indiana Jones and the pyramid of the shop for professional bats. Parentheses and the crystal skull of the hard rock cafe. That could be the next thing that he does. I'd watch it. Yeah. The only booby trap would be like the breaking and entering law. <laughs> <laughs> and all the rednecks with guns. And all of the angry rednecks. <laughs> But that's got to be a lot more interesting than the next one. Honestly, that's probably a lot harder than Indiana Jones. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, that's the fun fact of the day. Yay. So if you ever want to go visit the middle of America, this is one of the things you could do. Facts. July is over, boys. Crazy. Yeah, new month, August. New month. We are now closer, a month closer. To Pay your rent, folks. I all rent's paid. Yeah. Well, the twenty dollars, but I texted Arthur and be like, "Listen, I'm gonna pay twenty dollars." I'm like, "Well, listen, you're <laughs> not getting it. I'll slip it under your doorstep. Little um, oh, twenty dollars. I'll buy you some buy, five guys. Buy yourself something that retails nice. like fifty dollars. Yeah. <laughs> Get you some peanuts. <laughs> Hey, you know what? We'll give him a mix. I'll get you a whole box of peanuts. Mix some peanut allergy. Mix (laughs) peanuts. We'll give him a mix. Can I can I trade in barter for my rent? Do you give me a place to stay? What happened? I'll get you some free peanuts. Did you ever watch that show like Sixteen? Sixteen. Oh, it was about the teenagers who all worked in the mall. Yeah. Yeah. You know, like, that episode where Jude, like, fucking tried to trade everything and, like, you know, pull, like, his tickets as a currency? (laughs) No, he literally just worked at this food joint where, like, they just made, like, kebabs and shit. And then for the episode, he would just walk around for niggas. He would go to, like, a concert and he'd be like, yo, so, like, I'll give you four of these tickets if you let me in. (laughs) It was just so crazy. That show was the funniest shit. Looking at it, looking back at it now... Just like the way I get highlighted so many tropes that you, like, you go through high school and Do you think it was shit. an accurate depiction, now that you have been 16, of what teenagehood is like? Absolutely. 
I would say it definitely, yeah, it kind of, it doesn't envelop everything, because it's not so, like, in inside the high school. Yeah, I didn't spend but, too much time in the mall in my yeah. youth. Really? Mainly because I always got lost. I always, whenever we would, like, hang out, our, like, meeting place, or, like, whenever we were really bored, didn't know what to do, it was either the mall or Walmart. Yeah. And, like, that oh, was... Oh, there's a bunch of other shit. Like, New York City, always, oh, Philly. Yeah, it is. I would always just roam the streets, and then we go to like field parties. Point Pleasant, Seaside Heights. Did you ever see Spider-Man? Yeah. I think it's funny. A lot. I've seen Spider-Man in New York. Yeah, I've seen him a few times. Man's really good at longboarding. (laughs) I saw a fat Spider-Man in New York. I saw a homeless teddy bear in New York once. A homeless teddy bear? That's kind of depressing. He was just sleeping on a bench. What? Yeah. (laughs) Oh, yeah. I don't know why I'm seeing flashbacks of just running through the projects. <laughs> Dude, dun, dun, nice. dun. that's a very dangerous game attack. <laughs> hey, bro, manhunt was lit. <laughs> All right, so for this segment, we got uh, interpreted rap verse. So we're gonna talk about three different songs from three different artists. Wow, 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 wow. Interpret some rap music. So the first one is Father Stretch by Hands Part 1 by Kanye West Classic uh, From the Life of Pablo album Pablo. One of my favorite albums from him. Uh, So it goes Now if I fuck this model And she just bleached her asshole And I get bleach on my t-shirt I'ma feel like an asshole mm. I was high when I met her We was down in Tribeca Load up, please. She get under your skin if you let her She get under skin if you uh, I don't even want to talk about it I don't even want to talk about it I don't even want to say nothing Everybody gonna say something I'd be worried if they said nothing Remind me where I know you from She's looking like she owe you something so. You know what <laughs> You know just what <laughs> You know just what we want I want to wake up with you in my beautiful morning. So, what are your guys' first uh, impressions? Well, I mean, like, he's just been fast with, like, you know, she just bleached her asshole. I don't want to get bleached my t shirt. Mm-hmm. Which like, means, like, after like, you're a girl that's, like, her asshole clean and shit, like, you never want to, like, get that shit messy. Mm-hmm. Well, I take that back. You kind of do. Yeah, I was going to say, I kind of like a little messy. I'm like, wait, wait, run it back, run it back. Well, if she bleaches her asshole, that means she's like hygienic, you know, she really cares about her looks and stuff. Yeah, no, that's amazing. That also means she's expecting (laughs) She has to be hygienic. If she's bleaching her asshole, she's also expecting people to be looking at her asshole. So that means that she, and she's obviously a model. But what type of model? Is she a porn star? No, look, do you eat ass? Me, personally, no. That's crazy. I eat ass. I, I just like sure. the problem is <laughs> I'll get, like, I smell and then that. it just ruins it. What is the the smell of an I don't like it. Dude, bro, you're, you're eating, you're eating, I don't yeah, like you're eating like the wrong ass, but dude, dude what? Dude, dude. Pause. I'd say the coochie smells worse than the butthole if it's clean. Oh God, that's true. Yeah, I just like yeah, you just gotta find the freaky girls yeah. maybe clean their buttholes. I've never tried to eat ass. It's never just been a I've never like um It's just there, so like why not? There's this girl that I know that she would do anal because her pussy was way too tight. Damn. And like it hurt her. And it's so, like uh, her like so her butthole was, like, was looser. In the back door and yeah, stuff. no, her butthole was looser and it was easier. Because, like, I guess she, like, found a way or some shit. So, like, she just did anal. She was, like, a latchkey kid. <laughs> I knew this one bitch that only did anal strictly because she thought that by staying only, like, anal and, like, not doing, like, I guess, pussy okay. sex, so she's a virgin. that she's a virgin. Yeah. So, like, she'd be Those fucking, Catholic like, girls. mad niggas. Yeah, she'd be fucking, like, mad niggas, anal, sucking mad dick. But then she'd be like, no, I'm a virgin. But she could give one hell of a blowjob. Yeah, and her asshole's. I think that's still more. I think that constitutes. <laughs> I think that makes her more. A whole lot of niggas. She, she's a virgin, but she's also probably a whore. She's a virgin whore. Yeah. You don't see she's those. Bi. Those are a rare, a rare occurrence. <laughs> and she's bi. Yep. So lesbians Damn. are just like all virgins. Like, what are we describing as Virginia? Like, insertion? Wow. Like, if she's just rubbing. 
Like I that's not really. She's fine. Only does anal. Then she's technically a virgin. She just sucks dick. I love when people are like, but like, we're all then like lesbian sex is just it's just a shit ton of toys too, like strap-ons and stuff. But that's just plastic. That's not. Has oral been extremely desensitized? I'd say so. Oral desensitized. I getting a blowjob. What about it? Like, like, do you think people care about it anymore? Yeah, I care about it. I think no, it's no like, really, <laughs> really. Like, I still value it. I, yeah, I think yeah. I, I think it's still holding. No, 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 like, no. I'm saying like the sensitizes and like it's like it means like the shock. Like you know, like when like, people say like oral. Oh, oh job? Yeah, yeah, like, you know, like, yeah, oral sex yeah. is like determined as sex. Yeah, you would, you would say that blowjobs oh. are not sex. I'd say that it's so yeah. I would say that it's not like as big of a I'd deal. say it's third base. I feel like if someone's third like, base. I yeah. yeah, for sure. Yeah. Dude, because first base is kissing, second base this is handsy stuff. Is, handsy yeah, like hand job and like and filling then up third the Third stuff is oral shit. Third, yeah, and then home base is, you know, penetration. Butt stuff. Yeah. Out of the park is butt stuff. Yeah. Now coming back to the song, the one question I do okay. have is if Basically she loaded. just bleached her asshole and it's fresh enough to stain your t- like t-shirt, wouldn't it? Wouldn't it dry? Keep it bug. Like I feel like <laughs> should, bleach shouldn't be staining t-shirts. I mean, if what if she just got her person's well, Okay, there's two things. She could either go into an appointment and she just got out of the appointment and the doctor's like wait like 30 minutes, 40 minutes. And so maybe it's fresh, or maybe she did it herself and she just poured. Yeah, yeah, she wow. just, yeah, she just, she just, she's like, whoosh, 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 some bleach on it, and then. It, All right, honey, it's ready to eat. Yeah, that's it's like good. I gotta clean, clean it. Bon appetit. I remember going to the Brazilian wax place with my girl. That shit was fucking terrifying. Dude, they, they dude, I'd hate it. Dude, those <laughs> bitches are brutal. Dude. Yeah, Women are brave. I don't know how they. They really girls. are. Like I would, I would not want to. Honestly, girls like, like you're just walking up to a place like just showing, hi, yo, here's my pussy. Here. I just want you to like get here and then like up on my ass. Like, how yeah, literally take that? wax to my most sensitive area on my body and just they rip it hair. off. I mean, it's nice. I was not complaining about the results. A lot of girls so. get like laser shit now. Like that's yeah. the thing. They just yeah, zap it off. Because apparently it's like cheaper or some shit. Honestly, if you just shave your shit, you're chilling. Girls don't spend money on Brazilians right now, unless you like that. <laughs> uh, so the next song is No Bystanders by Travis Scott. Whee! Uh, so Family Function, Ain't No Friends, Had a Line Around My Ends, Turned Them Into M's, Why You Trying to Make Amends, What's That mm-hmm. Smell, It's Heaven Sent. Oh. Like I dropped I straight out of the wind, dodging hell and sins, mm-hmm. I can't go back there again. Now the dogs ain't civilized. Take the one, feel vilified. You can't see my sons. The lo- like the light don't hit this eye. In the function and I'm fried. It's the strive, it's not the drive. When they open wide, it's a riot. Riot. So what do you guys think about that? It's not too shicey, so I don't like it. <laughs> you hear no blurts. There was nothing about the club. Yeah. <laughs> I like the dogs. Like all my dogs ain't civilized. Bar because for me it kind of like it hits home in the fact that you know when you start off you have a lot of friends and shit and then you know as time goes on a lot of them kind of seem through or at least mm-hmm. a lot of them seem through the guys. Yeah, people kind of like. And you kind of yeah you realize people. the niggas that. Like, Oh, you actually, you, you yeah, you're loyal ones. That's what I think, at least that part is for me. Mm-hmm. And then dodging hell and sins, nigga, obviously. I just feel that because a lot of what I kind of see as like the worst, or at least like the, what I see as like the worst version of myself, I would say is definitely my worst enemy. Mm-hmm. And yeah, a lot of people live their lives with constant conflicts uh, in themselves. Yeah, and uh, you see that in a lot of artists' work is uh, a lot of their inspiration and their artwork shows that inner conflict between it's like I've done some fucked up shit and I gotta live with that and how I live with that is uh, what I gotta do. That's kind of like your purpose in life. And that's how I feel because like dodging hell in the sense is like dodging like kind of you know that character of myself, mm-hmm. that you know perception of myself, and it's sick. I really enjoyed the part where it's it's the strive, not the drive, because 
it is a strive. It's about taking that first step, you know? It's about, like, actually putting mm-hmm. yourself into motion. You gotta walk the walk. You can have the drive, but you don't... If you have only drive and no strive, then you're not getting anywhere. And if you have strive and no drive, well, then you're probably not passionate about what you're doing. Yeah. You don't back yourself. You're just, you're just a hard worker, but you don't really know what you want. Yeah. And that's kind of an imbalanced uh, mindset, I'd say. Yeah. You just want to talk the talk. You're not willing to walk the walk. So, yeah, you just... Very true. Mm. Well, I'd like to take a second to hear from our sponsor, Grubhub. <laughs> <laughs> when you're just high as fuck and can't drive, get another motherfucker to do it for you instead. Grubhub. Grubhub. Right. Sponsored by... <laughs> and then the last, <laughs> and then the last song we got is a classic, um, "Slippery" by Migos, and uh, this is Takeoff's verse. Deadshot, Bert, AK, make your head rock. <laughs> Bert, Bert, <laughs> Red Dot, Red Show Eight, Jordan, Dane Stock, Lean on Rocks, Perky's, <laughs> Molly's, Zanny's, Rocks, Roxy's, Oxycon. Oxys. Oxys. <laughs> oh. Take off. I'm your med dog. Take off. Take off. <laughs> what? Leg lock. Leg. The key I got. Unlock the box. Box. What's box. in that box? Uh huh. <laughs> Don't tell them. They might show the cops. Shh. <laughs> Wrist watch. Bite. Ice. Abnormal. So I flood the clock. Ice. Ice. Money flop. flop. Panties drop. Drop. That's when them titties pop. Woo. Free my partners, John Wick. Till they free, it's fuck the cops. Parkies. They know I geek a lot. They don't know I keep a Glock. Clueless. Oxies. I ain't been no drop. (laughs) (laughs) Where? They think I've been sleeping a lot. They think I'm dumb. Dumb. They don't know I see the plot. See it. Fuck it, I season not. Uh, Welcome to ASMR. <laughs> Welcome to Migos ASMR. <laughs> I'm your host. Mama. <laughs> Take off. <laughs> okay. <laughs> so uh, what do you what do you guys think about I like the part where you said <laughs> I can't tell if that was a bird or is it supposed to be a chopper shooting or maybe like a siren in the background. It could be a lot of, a lot of things go bird. To be honest, the rhyme scheme of this song is very good because it just matches 808s perfectly and Migos mm-hmm. has it a goes tendency. With the beat yeah, Migos has a tendency of just like having natural bass in their voices which is like perfect uh, perfect fucking whatever the word is. <laughs> I cannot even think right now. I remember yeah. when Where's the Lighter. Thank you. I remember when uh, this song first came out. I remember my one friend told me he was fucking his girlfriend to the song. Oh. And uh, by the time That's that takeoff, by the time <laughs> that takeoff's <laughs> part came on, this part, <laughs> then it's okay. He had an interesting taste in music for. I, mean, well, I it's all good. But uh, I prefer Daniel Caesar, but we but see. no, when the part goes, dead shot, AK, make your head rock, Bert. That's when he came, just right there, just that's, to, that's on the beat drop, and he was like, he was very proud. I'm really glad that Migos is inspiring the youth. Yeah, they do. They really do. Do they create the dab? Dab, my dab, damn. Yeah, and then honestly, I like this part. Who's your favorite Migos? And favorite Migo? Yeah. Offset or Quavo? Probably Offset. I like Takeoff. I like Takeoff too. Yeah. I think Offset's got the best like singles, like of his own. Yeah, I mean, like, if you're gonna judge them on their singles, but I always like Takeoff's take parts. Takeoff and Offset definitely had the better singles, mm-hmm. with Offset being the best single. And. I mean, it just plays into, like, the narrative. Like, 
when it came like when first like, when uh, Migos were popping up and like um, they making their scene, it was like Quavo was the one that was like quote unquote carrying them and shit. No, mm. Quavo really didn't carry them. Quavo definitely carried yeah. them. Yeah. Quavo's Quavo the, got him on the Quavo's map. the mainstream one. Yeah, but like when it comes to like hooks, yeah, hooks, features, that type shit, I want Quavo. When it comes to just like the overall, I guess you can call him the the best overall. The meat because of he the has sauce. because he takes on well, well even no, I'm gonna say Offset is gonna like, be like the best overall. The meat of the song mm-hmm. yeah. because you see him like alternate on the hook and then also just rapping on a lot of songs. Yeah, and a lot of songs when he's on the hook, it's a fucking fire ass song. So, Offset definitely fucking delivers on that end. Uh, shit. And then his rhyme scheme, his, his bar, not people, his bar, shit. His flow is arguably the best, Yeah, you could say. I think Offset's flow is And then the Takeoff is just, you can call him the best lyricist. Yeah. Like if you have, like, one verse of the song that you're going to point out and say, that was arguably the best. Mm-hmm. Majority of the time on the hits, it's him. Yeah, he always has like just yeah one verse in every song where it's like I like the sound You're of like, that. Damn. Yeah. Or like yeah. yeah. Like him like on fucking. Make your head rock. And Takeoff is also like the one that does the analytics for a lot of their uh, music and stuff like that in their career. Yeah. And so like you already know that he's like figuring out what sounds best, what's hitting, like what will get him on the charts. Yeah. So like he's, he's ridiculous. Yeah. On Light It Up, him and Pop Smoke had the best verses. Oh, that should be next next interpreter rap. Little teaser. Pop yeah, smoke. Alright, well this was interpreter rappers. Got to talk about some good songs from some good ass artists. Mama. <laughs> Alright, so I'm here with Chavusti Cam and Big Mike. And the debate for this episode is country music versus rap music. Two very Polarizing types of music genres. What does polarizing mean? Like, kind of opposite ends. So it's like very two different sides of the same coin. Like a Polaroid? Um, yeah, kind of like a Polaroid, I guess. Or like Gaga. Yeah, or like Lady Gaga. I get it. Because she has no connection to either of these. <laughs> uh, anyway, so we'll go through the histories of both the genres. So country music is the first one that came into fruition it has been popular since the 1920s started in the southern Appalachian areas like West Virginia um, type place and was spread all throughout the country uh, to California by the 1930s it was really popular in like rural areas uh, and then through the 50s and 60s uh, the Nashville Tennessee redefined country music by blending it with big band jazz, swing, and uh, incorporated lots of storytelling. And then throughout the 70s, artists like- Stealing from the black people. Yes, that's what white people do. So obviously country music would reflect that. Uh, (laughs) And then through- Working hard like a slave. (laughs) (laughs) I'm a big green (laughs) tractor. Through the 1970s, artists like Willie Nelson kind of led an outlaw movement where it was more of like hippie country. It wasn't like suit and ties. Uh, They like started growing their hairs out, smoked weed, and like wore bandanas. And then in the 80s, uh, country became more rock and roll infused uh, with big country stars like Garth Brooks and Alan Jackson. Then in the 90s, there was a big rise in female country artists like Shania Twain and also alternative country. And then there was also like mullet country of like Billy Ray Cyrus. And then in the 2000s, started becoming more country, became kind of like mainstream. It was like the pop country, where you'll see artists like Carrie Underwood, who won American Idol, which was like this really big reality TV show um, that very kind of like brought country to country music to a lot of newer fans. And then also like Taylor Swift, who everyone knows who that. It started off as a country artist and you know made her way to pop, and then the Smoke? history. Oh, like about Miley Cyrus. Well, uh, Miley Cyrus too, but also Taylor Swift. Like they both kind of had that. Like started in country, then went to pop, and now are like kind of moving back to folk. I think I don't, I don't really 
to keep up with them. And then the history of hip hop and rap music is much newer, starting in the 1970s in the Bronx of New York City. Uh, it's basically uh, rhythmic beats while someone is rapping over them. In the early 80s, it started off more funky disco influence. Uh, bands like the Sugar Hill Gang started and became it became like an underground music genre that spread in the major cities of like the East Coast and stuff. That's how it started. And then uh, from in the late or yeah, and then in the late 80s, there was new school hip hop, which is more of the stuff that you like, but had a rock influence, like Run DMC and Beastie Boys. It was and like then, LL Cool J. Yeah. Also. And then from 1986 to 1997 was the golden age of hip hop. That's where uh, like gangster rap and West Coast stuff really started emerging, like NWA, Snoop Dogg, um, and Tupac. And then through the 90s, rap met. Uh, became a little bit more mainstream. You know, you have like Fresh Prince, where he has his own TV show. Like everyone's going around like seeing that. But then you also have uh, the emergence of like East Coast versus West Coast, like Biggie, Tupac. And then from '97 to 2006, it's the Bling era. Rap uh, starts getting that like party kind of culture where everything's like you know getting the booze and the clubs and the chains. Uh, chains very big that's why it's called the bling era uh crunk music oh, starts to emerge uh artists like Lil John, Lil Wayne uh all of like the rappers are also starting to make lots of big money too like Jay-Z is coming cent. up 50 cent they start Kanye making their West. own uh yeah they start making their own like records and like getting lots of money it isn't just underground you know criminals and stuff anymore like these guys are businessmen and then 2000s, it's uh, the kind of the reemergence of like alternative hip hop, more of like indie vibes. Uh, artists such as like Outkast and Kanye West are kind of more lyrical and poetic with their music. And then in the 2010s. Okay. Well, that was in 2010. In 2010s, it's trap and mumble rap and like the SoundCloud era. And that's kind of like the artist that we grew up uh, listening to. Chance the to. Rapper. Like Chance There's the Rapper, Tango's, Juice World, Lil Uzi. And yeah, that's kind of like the history between the, the two genres. So what do you think has like a more richer history? Which one do you guys like more? Country or rap? Well, definitely rap. Yeah. I think... I think country music definitely has a longer history. So there, there's like, you kind of see the country has redefined itself a little bit more over time. And you can kind of see the trends of, not, I'd, I'd say you see the trends of like boomer America through country. And then while rap is a newer genre, you see the trends of like Gen X and the millennials through the history of rap, you know? Like, I'd say country's more for boomers and appeals to them because they relate to it more because that is the changes that they remember and they remember listening to country music. No boomer remembers listening to, the, you know, the rap songs that their older brothers used to play. I beg to differ. I grew up with uh, black people. <laughs> and so uh, we actually did listen to uh, a lot of the older artists. Yeah. yeah. And they were boomers. Or they just went to jazz. And stuff like that. Yeah, yeah. Mm -hmm. Jazz is really big. It's not really like I rap doesn't exist. What music genres that the next big go to? I country no. There's other yeah. music genres: R and B, mm -hmm. soul, very true. Folk tale-ish, not even country. Can yeah. you distinguish like folk tale and country? Because although um, I guess you could say. Folktale kind of entails, or at least you know, wraps into country music, at least in the South. It's been a big staple in a lot of cultures, other than you know American culture. Like, would you call like yeah, folk Nordic music, folk, yeah, folk music, country music spreads throughout no. all, multiple countries. Yeah, yeah. And then the so the sounds and instruments that both genres use, uh, country is very instrumental based and acoustic based. 
with uh, that folk feeling we were talking about, how they use guitars, banjos, basses, drums, fiddles, and harmonicas to create their music, while rap and hip-hop is very rhythmically based, and then also percussion-based and electronic-based, where they're using like drums, beats, a sampler, a turntable, uh, synthesizers, beatboxing, and computers. So I think the difference between there is uh, rap is much modern, where it's like you're using more innovative technology in order to create the music. So it's a much newer sound, while country is very like traditional, and you're using the same old instruments that's always been used, but because um, there's been so much different content, the the thing, the uh, ability to like be creative while using this old instrument that's always been used for a long time, like that's kind of impressive in itself. A uh, rap, it's this new technology that there's new discoveries and some new frontier, and if you're showing creativity through that, through innovation, that's also just as impressive. I just see also with both of them in the future as a potential. Country is kind of really hit its ceiling, at least to me. Mm -hmm. Rap still disguises the limit. Yeah, and I think that's because rap is still young and like it's still going through the developmental stage of like, you know, I think rap and hip hop is like, I think it's now it's like going through puberty. Like it's already yeah. like toddler, no. and now it's kind of like got no, like hip hop is like five, ten stages. You so. really like you make it seem like hip hop is really new and like country. I'm saying it, so comparing old. it to comparing it to a genre like country where it's like a sixty year difference. Yeah, lots of, lots can happen sixty years. Like look at what has rap has been around since the seventies. That's about sixty years. Look at how much rap has changed. 60 years okay fair enough yeah now have you like listened to a country like song from the 1920s and compared it to now which is 120 years it's double I don't listen to country period yeah alright but it wouldn't sound too much different. different it's completely different completely different yeah and like pacing and tones and stuff it's just like if you take us like the Sugar Hill Gang and compared it to Juice Oh yeah uh, I don't really think country music has really like branched out no. too incredibly much because it's like with hip hop it branches out like Cam was you saying have many like in R and B like you have your drill you have your everything country has kind of like stayed country and then yeah. it like hit pop country and then that was about it I really think yeah that, and, and I think really that's because yeah. and I think that's because country has more limitations because of the instruments that they're using. Yeah, well, but but nowadays, like right, I would say, I would say that country music since like the 2010s has been using synthesizers, computers, all that stuff. Yeah, yeah. that's the new modern. Yeah, they're not just like yeah. locked in a basement with an acoustic guitar and able to figure it out. <laughs> <laughs> Play the banjo. Play the banjo. While they're sipping moonshine, but no. <laughs> Good plan. No. No, it's like they use computers now. Yeah, everyone's like, on the modern technology. They've tried to revolutionize country music. They really have. And, like, it ain't my taste. I still consider it an art form because there's a skill and there's a mastery towards it. And it really just depends. Like, I always say that the reason why I don't like country music is because I like songs that I can feel a type of way, that I can relate to. And for me, that's, like, things that remind me of my culture, remind me of the places I've been, places I've come from places that I want to be, all that kind of stuff, and that's why I like rap music. But, like, if you look at it and you go to the South, the same thing goes for them. Yeah. They're looking at it for their own culture. There's stuff like that. They grew up on a crop field. Like, when he talks about his tractor, man, it just gets my rocks off. Yeah. So it's like, it, 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 it adds up. It's just, I don't know. I would say that they've both been revolutionized, mm -hmm. and I just think that hip-hop is just more favorited. So, so now, yeah, and now that's the main reason why hip hop's taking off. It's because like if hip hop was a dead genre, mm -hmm. then there would not be any more no. hip hop. But like, that's What's it's kind of like Latin. It's bro. the most popular genre in the world right now, currently. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 It's completely mainstream now. Like, but I think that's also because hip hop, had, uh, the way it's structured, is it encourages change and innovation, while country. The problem with it is a lot of people listen to it because it reminds them of the songs from like back then. 
back in the past and new country songs have to do this thing where they have to make a slight change but also be reminiscent of like an old song so it's like nostalgic but also innovative while rap it can be an entirely new sound and the listeners are okay with that while country you have to find that balance where it's like you need to please uh, the listeners in order for it to become a successful country song because there are alternative country songs that change it and like it's they're cool but you know like uh, like Sturgill oh, what's it? Stur, Sturgill Hawkins I think is the name I don't know he's like an, an innovative country uh, singer but like his stuff is like very unknown because he is so different with it but both of the genres are very good at storytelling in their songs and abilities and I'm gonna compare two songs from both of the genres that talk about a story about a deal with the devil so we'll start off with the country one um, to stick with the theme it's uh, are y'all familiar with the song the devil went down to Georgia where does it theme of like just like the theme is like <laughs> doing country first and then rap Thank you. Yeah. Thank you for the clarification. All right. So anyway, the country song is. <laughs> now that we're all on the same page, class. Uh, the country song is "The Devil Went Down to Georgia" by Charlie Dang Band. And if you're not familiar with it, it's a story about how the devil goes down to Georgia to try to win a soul or to win the soul of a man in a fiddling competition. And the wager for the bet is... So, oh, shit, it's like Futurama. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the wager for the bet... That song. Yeah, that song. <laughs> yeah. If you yeah, are familiar with that. say that word. <laughs> he doesn't. Uh, but the wager on the bet is a fiddle made out of gold that the devil presents to the guy. And if the guy loses, the devil gets his soul. Now, the pros to the story, it's a great story about a man just completely big-dicking the devil in a fiddling contest. Because the guy completely just goes off on like a, fiddle, on a fiddling solo just like defeats the devil and then the devil goes back to hell with his tail between the legs and the protagonist gets a fiddle made of gold it's a pretty cool story uh, very like kind of positive and optimistic kind of shows humanity like vanquishing evil but the cons of it is it's like completely fictional and it's kind of unrelatable because I don't know how to play a fucking fiddle you guess? no I don't know. Yeah, not. if the devil ever comes and tries to you know, do a fiddling competition, I would definitely get my soul sucked out of my body. Oh. <laughs> uh. <laughs> but, yeah, so the cons of that, it's kind of unrelatable, and it's a great story, but it definitely sounds very fake, so you can't really, like, believe in it. You know, you can look at it, you can admire it, you can think it's fun, but you can't really believe in it. While, on the contrary, the rap song about the deal with the devil is Dance with the Devil by Immortal Technique. Are y'all familiar with that one? Yep. Yes. Great story. Aye, aye, Captain. <laughs> so that is a story about a boy <coughs> named Billy who was dancing with the devil, uh, metaphorically, by chasing kind of the thug life and dealing crack, and he tries to become a gang member, and uh, because he snitched in the past, he has to prove himself to them, so the gang makes him jump a bitch and the, uh, in the street, and they take her into an alley, put, put a bag over her head, stab her, beat her, rape her, and then it turns out that the woman that he's fucking up is actually Billy's mom, fucks him up, and eventually he uh, kills her and himself, and then that is the dance with the devil that leads him in a forever eternity uh, because it just consumed his life and the contrast to it is in the country song the devil comes to the protagonist but in this the protagonist is kind of always pursuing the devil because that is the life that he wants to live and through that it kind of fucks him up uh, the prose about this song is very realistic it's a kind of cautionary tale 
about uh, what giving into temptations and leading a life of destruction fueled by greed might turn into. Uh, and it might be true. I don't know. You know, rappers embellish things, but they also, you know, go to their lives as inspiration. There's not a lot of black people named Billy. Uh, <laughs> that's obviously an alias. And the cons is, uh, this is a super fucking sad, you know, song. One time I was at a 24-hour fitness, and they were playing that song, and it was the best leg day I ever had, but then I had to cancel my membership. <laughs> and that was the last time I heard that song. Yeah, um, yeah that song's pretty ruthless. Yeah. It is yeah, ruthless. That's the best really, word to describe it, is yeah. ruthless, bro. That's a good-ass It's a good-ass good story. I remember the first time I heard that song, I was like eight years old. I was at a family party. It was me and my cousin, we were downstairs, like kind of just hanging out in the basement like before the food was ready and he was just like hey Luke you want to hear some fucked up shit? <laughs> I'd be like no! And I'm like sure! <laughs> and then he just plays the song <laughs> and then I go Maybe upstairs for dinner thing. dude listen the whole eight minutes yeah. and like I couldn't like I was eight so I like like a lot of the song a lot of the words were going super by really fast but like the one thing I did understand was like the woman they were just talking about like fucking up was his mom and I was like fuck and then I went up and like ate dinner went <laughs> to <at> my mom <laughs> told her I loved her <laughs> but that song has nothing about a fiddle though so I don't really like it <laughs> yeah, that's just where I stand like if it doesn't have a fiddle involved like it's not no my cup of tea, like, it's just, it just, like, you know? <laughs> or, or Dancing with the Devil by Demi Lovato is better than all these songs. <laughs> that should be an honorable mention. Yeah, that's wrong. we can talk about <laughs> <it>. <laughs> <laughs> Well, what is that story and that song about? Uh, how she danced with the devil and how she was, I think, attracted to him. And, yeah, I don't really know. That's Tiana. I don't, I don't really listen to that type of music. Like I said, it doesn't have a fiddle. Yeah, bro, the fiddle's key. The fiddle is key, bro. The fiddle is just fucking lit. Yeah. But overall, both genres, very different storytelling, um, kind of like narratives, because country also uses the instruments to tell stories. Because, uh, like, in between all of the verses of, like, the devil went down to Georgia, there's a fiddle solo. And that's supposed to be... Oh. The devil's portion, or like him playing, and then you know the second solo is Johnny playing. Yeah, overall, really good. Rap doesn't really use beats to tell a story. I mean, I guess like the tone of the beat. Yeah. You yeah. literally just like you started this off with saying, yeah, hip hop uses beats, drums, percussion. And then you ended it with, uh, hip-hop doesn't really tell stories with beats. <laughs> well, no, I just, I just said I, no, sometimes I said something. It's alright, right. we'll cut it out. But man, yeah, man, at the end of the day, playing the fiddle, you'll always be overpowered in life, because you can mm -hmm. be the devil. And if um, you don't name your kid Billy. Yeah, Billy the And kid. then... Uh, to end the debate, basically, uh, the two music genres that defines them are they're about two different lifestyles in America. There's the country is about like rural life, while rap is more about urban life. You know, the songs more about cowboys and farmers for country music. The songs are about you know, in rap it's about gangsters, drug dealers, shooters, but also just everyday artists who are climbing the ladder and are just trying to achieve their a dream. Country music kind of just talks about hard day's work, um, while uh, you know finding love, but also healing from love because there's also a lot of heartbreak songs. Yeah, and rap about doesn't country. do that. Rap doesn't do that at all. Um, and then you know, country kind of talks about like uh, some like good old fashioned American values, shit like that. Oh, wow, fuck. rap. <laughs> <laughs> So are we going to discuss which genre is better then? Yeah. Are we all going to have our take? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm just kind of just giving some yeah, shit. Yeah, no, you got it right now. Um, just got to ask. Yeah, and then rap talks more about like hustle, amount of money, shit like that. And then, yeah. I think, I think that's enough about the genres. 
So what do you think is better? Definitely hip hop. <laughs> <laughs> like I think so too. I'm, all I'm gonna say is that you can make a country song out of like ten words. Yeah. Oh yeah. Like, you can also you can also make a hip hop song yeah. out of you can three chords. Scooby so. poop. <laughs> but that's not the that's not the main. No, I'm right. just playing devil's advocate. You know, no pun yeah. intended. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Honestly, man, I think hip hop is winning this one. But we'll give an honorable mention to country music because you know it ain't that bad. Yeah, I think it ain't overall, that good, but it ain't that no. bad because it's still art at the end of the day. It's like yeah. it's like going to a museum yeah. and seeing like different types. and seeing like some person's art that like they devoted their life to and being like, wow, it's kind of shitty. Fuck. <laughs> <laughs> like it's just like you know, you, everyone has their own taste and. It's good to respect both sides because both take a lot of fucking hard work to do and to achieve. But I mean, what sounds good in my ears is hip hop music. Mm-hmm. And I think that's just because also the time that we did grow up in because we got to come at a time where we literally saw all the greats do it and then we're seeing new artists that are gonna hopefully become the greats and mm-hmm. they're, they're taking takes from that. They're literally like yeah, learning from the best yeah, and it's we such get a to new see thing. Their and we get to see it and we're growing up with country music. And it seems like as a culture as a whole, we're kind of just growing with it, which is really cool because we're not really growing with country music. Country music is kind of one of those things that relies on been, girls. So relies on girls fucking adding to their playlist <laughs> for summer. It's like summer 2021 and they add in like two or three country songs but like meanwhile their entire workout playlist is hip-hop songs their entire car playlist is hip-hop songs or edm or edm no shut fuck up <laughs> fuck edm bro yeah no fuck edm yeah. but like that's what they listen to no it sadly. is it is sadly edm is you know like, we're not even getting into that that's a yeah, whole other debate cycle classes are just edm i respect country a lot more than i respect edm 100 percent mm-hmm. i'm like below a rookie level producer and I could make an EDM hit right now. <laughs> it is not hard. I have more respect for racist niggas than rape bitches. It's, <laughs> it's not even close. Honestly, that's kind of facts. At least racist people are like, you know, they're racist. That's what you know. But like rape bitches, they're like, first thing they're doing Molly, they're saying that they love you and then they're getting like, leaving their house and yeah. moving in with some dude that likes cars and you're like what the fuck yeah and they're like living in like, <laughs> out of a van for the and they bought a mod and because and they think that their life is going to be changed by this green box in their back pocket <laughs> and they were just like alright no it's cool bro they took like four or four X classes they're going to make it <laughs> they're like I got my GED hey they'll, man- <laughs> they'll manifest it alright at least girls that listen to country music can ride dick so you know, that's fine. Bitches that listen to hip hop music is a dangerous game. <laughs> you're a roll like you're gonna get, you're gonna get smoked out, but you also might get shot, and you never know because she's just playing with her dad's gun. <laughs> and you're like, oh shit! And she's yeah, girls with country music, they know how to shoot a gun because they've been taught. That's also a thing that we should probably compare about between country music and hip-hop is just like besides music what has it done and fucking yeah we already know that America likes to steal black people's culture and call it their own and mm-hmm. like that's like a very big thing yeah and uh, they get that mostly from the upcomings of the hip-hop era bro like just do your research if you don't know what I'm talking about. No one's really like wearing cowboy hats all in around like right now. No. It's like it's like it's not a trendsetter type of a genre. You know what I mean? It's more of like a wedding or like like I said, white girls adding it to their playlist. But hip hop is something that so anyone can incorporate into their life. Yeah, when when country starts picking up trends, that's when they die. Literally. Like who wears plaid anymore? Uh, I wear flannels, definitely. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I definitely have worn flannel and jeans. That's just what it is. Actually, I wore that to, but I wore that. But that's not like the trend. Yeah, no, it's not. Um, it's not. It's me. I wore that to fit it. It's me waking up being like, yeah, you know exactly. what? I'm gonna challenge the devil today. <laughs> <laughs> Get my fiddle. <laughs> <laughs> Can't wear my fiddle. <laughs> but anyway. To uh, kind of end this debate in the middle of the coin, uh, both genres are pieces of pieces of art, and they should be appreciated with that because they both celebrate and reflect uh, American lives 
and two different pursuits of following the American dream. And then also, in a literal middle of the coin, there are great country rap combo songs out there. Some great examples are Cruise by Florida Georgia Line featuring Nelly, or Old Town Road by Lil Nas X featuring Billy Ray Cyrus. The song was a hit when it first came out. All right, just put that out there. It, 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 <laughs> it got overplayed. I it got overplayed. It got That's overplayed. what made it worse. But it was good when it came out. That was just a song that gets stuck in your head, and you're like, "Fuck mm-hmm. this." <laughs> and it's like it does. I think it like holds the record for like most played song. It's like something like that. It was a lit like song, a billion, billion streams or something. No, it's a record-breaking song. But then another one of my favorite country rap fusion songs. It's a cover of Gin and Juice by Snoop Dogg, but by a country band that's like kind of bluegrass, and it's called The Gourds. And it's word for word the same exact song the as Gourds. Gin and Juice, but it's still just fucking strumming. Like the squash? Like banjos. Yeah, like the, like the squash. It just like sees a gourd and was like, you know what? I'm going to do something with this. <laughs> yeah. Definitely recommend listening to that cover if you ever want to appreciate country and still like rap music. And, yeah. That's it. That's the debate. Overall, I do like rap more than country. And I do like both. Because there's... Um, driving a pickup on the back roads when the sun's setting, listening to a country song, that's a vibe. At the end of the day, I guarantee you most people listening to this have at least one hip-hop song in their playlist and a lot of people here won't even have one country song in their playlist i know i'm pretty big yeah, in wisconsin 100 <laughs> you would be big in wisconsin <laughs> <laughs> all right stay high <laughs>